Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 4th of October. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as always with the scores on the doors. And once again, a pretty nasty night in the US markets. Bond yields up and equity markets down. A very familiar theme at the moment. Dow Jones falling 431 points, 1.29%, 33,002. Just clinging to that 33,000 level. It had a high of minus 35 and a low of 517 down. NASDAQ down 248 points or 1.87% finally succumbing to gravitational pull to the downside, 13,059. The S&P 500 down 59 points or 1.37% in the middle for diddle as usual, 42.29. The VIX volatility index had a pretty good night. If you were long calls and puts, you did okay. 19.78, up 12.3%. ASX 200 SPY futures down another 35 points or half a percent building on yesterday's 90 point or 1.3% drop to 69.43. So more falls in store again today. Resources, very much the focal point of the seller's angst yesterday, down 2.6% on the resources index. Uh, The banks held up relatively well, of course, Higher yields helping those banks in some respect in terms of those yields. U.S. 10-year yields, 4.798, up just over 11 basis points. The two-year, 5.154. Aussie 10 years, 4.64. They were around 4.54 yesterday, 4.64. Bitcoin falling 1.7%. U.S. dollar uh, against the A dollar strong again. Aussie dollar, 63 cents. The US dollar index up 0.16 of a percent. Uh, coming out of the US last night was the JOLTS report. This is the job openings report with the survey showing 9.6 million open rolls in the month. Uh, they had been anticipating around 8.8 million jobs. Uh, openings and so that is showing once again that strong labor market which is spooking the market Uh, certainly uh, some fed heads out and about talking about uh, more rate increases to come to quash inflation and to quash the u.s market well it certainly was yesterday Uh, the s&p touched its lowest level since june and the tech heavy nasdaq uh, saw some of the biggest losses bef- because of the rise in rates. Dow now off in the red for the year, down 0.4 of a percent. Although the S&P 500, which is dominated to some extent by the Magnificent Seven, still up 10% for the year. Uh, that uh, 10-year yield touched 4.8%, uh, reaching its highest level in 16 years. It has surged in the last month. So that is quite a big number. 30-year rate hit 4.925, also the highest level since 2007. 30-year fixed mortgage rates are now nearly 8%. There you go. Not such good news. Also, politics in focus as well from the US as the House Speaker McCarthy is over. 
Looks like he has been ousted. What happens next? We will wait and see. But it is the first time since, I think, 1910 uh, that he has seen, or we have seen, a House Speaker dethroned. So uh, that is uh, quite a big moment. And, uh, of course, that does throw uh, the ratings agency into a bit of a tither because they have certainly cited political uncertainty and political problems in the US as one reason for downgrades. So we could expect perhaps to see uh, a little bit more uh, angst from the ratings agency on the back of that political move. As far as the US stocks go last night, NVIDIA down 2.8%, AMD down 3.1%, Netflix down 0.9%, stories in the Wall Street Journal overnight that Netflix is looking to raise subscription rates following the writers and actors strike settlement. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, down 1.9%. Tesla, down 2 Amazon, down 3.7%. Alphabetti Spaghetti, down 1.4%. Microsoft, down 2.6%. Apple, down 0.8%. We also saw the US banks under pressure again. Bank of America, down 3%. Wells Fargo, down 2.4%. Goldman Sachs, having a nasty old day, down 3.9%. Morgan Stanley, down 3%. So no love there for U.S. investment banks either. Certainly that will weigh on Macquarie uh, today, I suspect. ResMed down 0.8 of a percent in overseas trade. CBA pretty much following in line, down 0.3 of a percent in overseas trade as well. European banks eased. UBS down nearly 2%. Deutsche down nearly 2%. And Barclays down 1% there. Some of the other U.S. stocks and sectors in trouble. Uh, Domino's Pizza fell 5%. Amazon, uh, one of the biggest losers, down that 3.8%. Consumer discretionary stocks very much on the nose. Carnival, uh, which the cruise ship guys down 6.1%. Royal Caribbean falling 5.1%. The S&P 500 Consumer Discretionary Index, the only one of the stocks in that index which was up, was Nike. So uh, not such good news there. And of course, we're approaching the all-important Thanksgiving and Christmas season for discretionary uh, retailers. And the same applies to some extent in Australia as well. Of course, the RBA kept rates unchanged yesterday, pretty much a copy and paste uh, version of the last statement from Phil Lowe with the first statement from Michelle Bullock yesterday. And uh, more on that, of course, from Marcus and myself today. All right, turning to commodities. Well, Brent crude up 0.6 of a percent, half a dollar, 50 cents, 91.03. WTI up a pretty similar amount, 0.5 of a percent there. Gold slipping only marginally, $4.90 or 0.3 of a percent, 18.23 on the gold price. Platinum down 0.9. Looking at base metals, copper down 0.3, nickel down 0.4, aluminium down 1.3, zinc down 3%, lead down 1.1 tonne, having a bit of a bounce back up, 1.8%. Iron ore, though, eased in Singapore trade. Of course, China on holiday still for Golden Week, but iron ore was down 1.4% overnight. Coal marginally higher, uh, uranium and lithium, no changes there for them. In terms of commodity stocks overseas, BHP was down 1.8%, Rio down 2.1%, Glencore down 2.3%, Vale down 0.6. Arbomile getting wallops down 3.5%. Sigma Lithium down 2.2%. Livent down 3.6%. And oil and gas companies, Chevron was up 0.2, as was Exxon. Shell down 0.2 of a percent there. Turning to our market, we do have those SPY futures 
down again today. So that is certainly going to infect our market with some negativity down 35 points with those SPY futures. We also have the RBNZ in focus today. Uh, that decision later today on their rates. Uh, we've had some news out this morning uh, that uh, TPG Telecom shareholders are none the wiser regarding the fate of its Vocus Group's 6.3 billion bid to carve out the non-mobile fibre assets. Uh, TPG has informed the market that exclusive due diligence period is granted to Vocus Group has now expired, but added the discussions are still ongoing. Uh, that RBNZ decision expected at 12 o'clock our time. So uh, that is uh, something to keep an eye on there. In terms of uh, stuff coming out this morning, uh, Dreadnought Resources to acquire two tenements at Bresnahan from unrelated vendor in a cash and script transaction. Genesis Minerals has reported Q1 gold production, 34,066. Uh, that is uh, cash and bullion of 170 million. Strategic review is progressing as expected. Company on track to deliver its maiden five-year outlook in March 2024. Uh, that uh, Medibank Private has appointed Andrew Wilson as Chief Medical Officer. He's transitioned from the role of Amplar Health CEO. We also had Aussie Broadband downgraded to accumulate from buy at Ord Minette. Of course, Aussie Broadband recently bid $3.15 for Symbio. Uh, target increased, however, to $4.15 from $3.84, uh, giving a slight 3% upside there. But as I say, downgraded to accumulate from a buy at Ordminette. Neo Metals has reported new lithium recovery flow sheet results, which have improved lithium yields to uh, greater than 93% from 83%. IPH has been upgraded to a buy from neutral at Goldman Sachs. Target increased to $8.75. From $8.65, hardly worth getting out of bed for there. AMA Group has been upgraded to a buy from a speculative buy at Canaccord Genuity. Target has been increased, or sorry, decreased to 14 cents from 22 cents, but is now a buy rather than a speculative buy. Good luck with that. And in more news on the Labour proposal to tax super balances over $3 million. Uh, the uh, government seems to be dragging, or certainly digging its heels in over the plan to tax unrealised gains on earnings from super balances over $3 million. bucks. If legislation, if passed, would establish a new tax known as Division 296 Tax Liability, which an additional 15% tax rate on earnings of super accounts over $3 million proportionate to how much of their balances are over their threshold. The Treasurer Jim Chalmers said yesterday the laws were modest and in line with the government's plan to make superannuation more equitable and sustainable. And finally, it was announced late last night. Well, it certainly wasn't announced, perhaps, but a line of uh, Liontown went through the market late last night from Euros, suggesting that Gina Reinhardt is back buying more Liontown at around uh, three bucks again, taking her holding to just shy of 15%, the, uh, the market scuttlebutt would have us believe. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. We're in for another uh, torrid and weak day, I guess, as October has started pretty much in line with how September went. So certainly no sign of respite as, once again, it is all about those yields, all about rates, all about central banks 
and all about there is now alternates to equities. Four and a half, five percent on deposit does make risk assets way less attractive. Well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>